Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the show where we examine international soccer Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. The Under-17 World Cup just concluded down in Brazil. What a final it was. What a great tournament Brazil put on. The Under-17s in every aspect showed great talent from every team that participated. In the consolation game, France defeated Holland 3-1. Neither one of those teams has a reason to hang their heads. They played a great tournament. There's a lot of talent on both teams, and it was fun to watch. However, the final did not prove to be disappointing at all. Brazil played Mexico. It was 13,000 people inside Estadio Barrasal, which is on the outskirts of Brasilia, and the Brazilian fans were into the game from the beginning. However, the Mexicans were not intimidated, and they kept the Brazilians at bay, 0-0 at halftime. In the second half, the Mexicans and the Brazilians came out, and the pressure continued by the Mexicans, and they finally got able to get one home. 66th minute, Brian Gonzalez from Pachuca of the Mexican League, headed in a goal, and Mexico was up one nothing. Well, the Brazilians took the goal not as a uh, kick in the gut, you might say, but rather as an incentive to play better. The Brazilians started to press, and they pressed hard, and they used their speed in the midfield to shut down the Mexicans, and pretty soon their uh, strategy of pressing and speed paid off, as in the 84th minute, Brazil was awarded a penalty kick, Cairo Jorge stepped up, nailed it in the corner, 84th minute, now 1-1. Jorge plays for Santos of Brazil, if that name sounds familiar, that's correct. Pelé played for Santos for many years. The game was 1-1 into stoppage time, and in the 93rd minute, Lazaro Marquez, who plays for Santa Clara of the Portuguese League, he nailed a shot that put Brazil up top 2-1 and gave them the under-17 World Cup victory. Marquez is a player in his own right that's very well known. He plays for Santa Clara in the Portuguese League, as I mentioned. Now, Santa Clara is based in the Azores. Can you imagine going to soccer practice every day at one of the prettiest island chains in the world? I think I could handle that. Well, he's only 17 years old. He's got a great future ahead of him, as do all the teams. Uh, have, as all the members of Brazil do as well. Uh, the Brazilian team is very, very good. Carlos Amadeu has done a great job as their coach. And if this is what Brazil's got coming down the pike, then the world of soccer is in a world of hurt because the Brazilians are looking very, very strong. Once again, at the Estadio Berrasal, it was Brazil 2, Mexico 1. Brazil takes the under-17 World Cup. Now, a game we were talking about uh, a lot the other day, and for the past week, it was uh, USA and Canada in the Nations League. The two teams met in Orlando at Exploria Stadium. USA came out on top 4-1. to one. They came out in the game just pushing hard. USA came out, you might say, with their foot on the accelerator, and it didn't take long for them to score. As a matter of fact, it was in the first three minutes. The team uh, was looking for great results from their newest member, 19-year-old Serginho Dest. We told you about him. He had an option to play for either the USA or the Dutch national teams because his mother is Dutch. Uh, his dad is of Surinamese and American descent. So he had a choice. He signed on with the American team, and he has proven to be, after his first game, a force to reckon with. 
He made several runs out of the midfield. As a matter of fact, his first run in about the two-and-a-half-minute mark led to Jordan Morris's opening goal for the USA. Dest brought the ball up through the middle of the field with speed, with precision, and with great dribbling. And he was able to get the uh, Canadian defense back on their heels, and that opened the space for Morris to slot in a goal. Giazzi Zardes scored two goals for the U.S. team. Aaron Long added one as well. Zardes, of course, plays for the Columbus crew of the MLS, and he looks very, very good always when he steps on the pitch. Again, USA 4, Canada 1. Now the USA goes to the Cayman Islands on Tuesday, where they will play Cuba. Now, Cuba obviously is not a force that needs to be worried about. However, the USA needs to show that they still are in control and know what they're doing and realize that that uh, game in Toronto where we got embarrassed 2 to nothing was a hiccup in the trail. So, what needs to happen on Tuesday, go ahead and score five and six goals against Cuba. Don't worry about it. You've got to show that you're the team to reckon with. So, uh, they should use Cuba now as a warm-up to be able to uh, make some things better and go into the next round. After the game on Friday night where USA beat Canada, Mexico went into Panama and beat the Panamanians 3-0. Mexico will now play Bermuda in Toluca, Mexico on Tuesday. I can't imagine Bermuda going into Aztec Stadium in Mexico City and playing the Mexicans in front of 100,000 people. Talk about intimidation. So I think that's why uh, the game was moved to Toluca. Stadium is a little bit smaller. The Bermuda people will not feel as intimidated, but Mexico should still be able to take care of business with no problem there. Because this was a designated FIFA weekend this past weekend, there were several friendlies on tap. We told you about the friendly that was uh, scheduled for Argentina and Brazil in Saudi Arabia. This was on Friday. Uh, Argentina came away with a 1-0 victory over Brazil, Messi hitting a penalty kick in the 14th minute. Some interesting comments from Thiago Silva, the Brazilian team, after the game, saying that Messi likes to try and tell the referees how to run the game. Kind of an interesting situation. I think the uh, bad blood between Brazil and Argentina is not going to go away anytime soon. Uh, apparently, there were some bumps made by Messi against Thiago Silva. We'll see where this all leads. But Canada, or rather Argentina, defeating Brazil 1-0 in Saudi Arabia. We also mentioned that Uruguay was going to be in Hungary, downtown Budapest, to uh, celebrate the opening of their stadium, which they've remodeled. Uruguay came away with a victory there, 2-1. And then there was the game between Peru and Colombia at Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami. That was billed as a friendly. I can tell you right now, folks, that's nothing... It's anything but a friendly between those two teams. There's always superiority there. However, from what I understand uh, from people who were there at the, sta- at the uh, game, there was quite a party atmosphere going on even before the game. Smell of South American food just filled the air around the stadium. Boy, I can only imagine how that smelled. <laughs> very, very good. Colombia won in the 93rd minute. That's right, 93rd minute. They were 0-0, and then uh, Alfredo Morales the place for Rangers up in Scotland. He slotted in a goal. Colombia wins one to nothing there. 36,000 people at that game in Miami on Friday night. Other friendlies to tell you about of note, there was a game uh, Saturday night in uh, Houston 
between Monterrey, Los Rayados, and America, Los Aguilas, of the Mexican League. It was played here at BBVA Stadium, and Monterrey came away a winner 2-1 to one in that game. Now, on Monday, Argentina will play Uruguay, and that's going to be in Tel Aviv, Israel. Remember, Argentina is coming from Saudi Arabia, going to Tel Aviv to play, and then Uruguay is coming from uh, Hungary, and they're going to meet in Tel Aviv for a game there. That's Monday in Tel Aviv, Argentina, and Uruguay. The game between Panama and Bolivia was canceled due to the unrest still going on in Bolivia, so that game has uh, been scratched. On Tuesday, several friendlies to tell you about. Japan's going to be hosting Venezuela in Osaka. Brazil is going to travel to the United Arab Emirates, and they're going to play South Korea there. Montenegro will host Belarus. Georgia will go to Croatia. Saudi Arabia is going to host Paraguay. Remember, they were um, winners the other day. And Ecuador will be hosting, or rather, Ecuador and Colombia will play. That game's going to be in Harrison, New Jersey at Red Bull Arena. Temperature there is going to be 40 degrees and clear skies. Can't imagine two South American teams playing in weather like that, 40 degrees, but at least it's not going to be snowing or raining. Once again, those are the friendlies that are on tap uh, for this FIFA weekend that has concluded. And uh, those teams will be playing and then get back to their regular league play come Thursday. Now let's move into the Asian World Cup qualifying, which has been going on. Uh, some games we need to tell you about from Thursday. Japan shut out Kyrgyzstan 2-0. That was at Kyrgyzstan. South Korea shut out Lebanon 2-0. That was in Beirut. In a mild upset here, Syria took care of China 2-1 in Syria. And Australia went to Oman in Jordan. Australia winning 1-0 there. Then the uh, World Cup uh, qualifying action for Asia continued. And it will continue on Monday. Thailand will be at Vietnam. That's for first place in their group there. Iraq and Bahrain will tangle. North Korea will be at Lebanon. Uzbekistan will play at Palestine, or rather host Palestine, and Singapore will be at Yemen. Taking a look now at the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying, which is still going on, on Friday, Zimbabwe and Botswana tied at zero. Tanzania was hosting Equatorial Guinea, Tanzania coming away a 2-1 winner. Morocco and Mauritania tying at zero. Tunisia four, Libya one. That game was in Tunisia. On Sunday, it was uh, Mali shutting out Chad 2-0. It was Uganda shutting out Malawi at Uganda 2-0. South Africa at home against Sudan, 1-0 a winner. Eswatini lost to Senegal at home, 4-1. Sierra Leone shut out... Benin shut out Sierra Leone, 1-0. Guinea shut out Namibia, 2-0. It was Cameroon shutting out Rwanda 1-0, and Lesotho losing to Nigeria at home 4-2. Congo took care of Guinea-Bissau 3-0. 
Gabon beat Angola 2-1, and South Sudan lost to Burkina Faso at home 2-1. On Tuesday, nation, uh, African nation uh, qualification will continue as Burundi will host Morocco, the Ivory Coast will travel to Ethiopia, Central Africa Republic will travel to Mauritania, Madagascar going to Niger, Zimbabwe will go to Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe will go to Zambia. Equatorial Guinea will host Tunisia, and Tanzania will be at Libya. Let's take a look now at the groups that are in this Africa Cup of Nations qualification. Quite a few groups indeed, and some interesting. Uh, quite a few uh, nations indeed involved in this Africa Cup of Nations qualification. We've got several groups here. We'll go through them with you and show you what teams are trying to qualify to get out of this group stage and go to the final 16. In Group A, we've got Guinea, Mali, Namibia, and Chad. Guinea currently on top with four points, tied with Mali at four, and Namibia right behind at three points. Uganda leads Group B with four points, followed by Burkina Faso and Malawi with three points. Then in Group C, Ghana three points, South Africa, three points, and Sudan with three points. Sao Tome and Principe at the bottom with zero points. Group D finds Gambia in top with three points, Gabon with one, DR Congo with one point, Angola at zero at this point. Gambia is an interesting situation. Here's a country that's surrounded by countries all around. It's a very narrow country, not very big. But apparently they've got some soccer talent there because they have been racking up some good scores in their qualification process. So Gambia is in Group D leading at three points. We'll see how they do as they go on through their qualification process. In Group B, Central Africa Republic at three points, followed by Mauritania and Morocco, each with one, Burundi with no points. I look for Morocco to find, kind of move up in that group. Morocco's a very good team. They always have good talent. I find them uh, kind of shocked to find them down and low in that Group E, but they should move up. Again, Morocco in third place in Group E with only one point. Group F has, shows Cameroon on top. Cameroon is considered the host nation for the Africa Cup of Nations. Then Mozambique at three, Cape Verde Islands at one, Rwanda with zero points. In Group G, another interesting story, the Comoros Islands, which set off the uh, east coast of Africa, Comoros Islands are on top in Group G with three points, Kenya with one, Egypt with one, and Togo with no points. Of course, Egypt is missing their superstar, Salah, who plays in the English Premier League. He's injured. Don't know how far Egypt can go without him. They depend on him a lot. Group H, Algeria has got three points, Botswana with one point, Zimbabwe with one point, and Zambia with zero. That is Group H. Group I, Senegal's got six points, showing very, very good talent so far in this qualification. The Senegalese are very, very strong, and they may be the next uh, dominant country coming out of Africa going into the World Cup. Senegalese doing well. Group I, six points. Congo, three points. Guinea-Bissau with three, and Eswatini with zero. Of course, Eswatini is a new country. They're still trying to get their feet wet, as you might say, so... Uh, they are going to give it a go, but uh, Eswatini currently in last place in Group I. Group J, Tunisia, three. Tanzania, three. 
Equatorial Guinea, zero, and Libya, zero. In Group K, Ivory Coast with three, Madagascar, three, Ethiopia with no points, Niger with no points as well. Ivory Coast, another team to watch, several good players there. They play in the English Premier League and in the Bundesliga. Again, Ivory Coast, a very good team indeed. Group L, Nigeria. Oh, they're always strong. Six points. Benin with three. Lesotho with one. And Sierra Leone with one. Benin, I'm kind of surprised at with three points. Benin is not known as a soccer, uh, good soccer country, but they're obviously showing they've got some talent. So uh, they're right in second place behind Nigeria in Group L. That's Nigeria six, Benin three, Lesotho one point, and Sierra Leone with one point. From Friday, Euro qualifiers, Finland shut out Liechtenstein 3-0 at Helsinki. It was uh, Greece 1, Armenia nothing at Armenia. Norway had no problems with the Faroe Islands in Oslo, shutting out the Faroe Islands 4-0. It was Switzerland 1, Georgia nothing in uh, Geneva. Denmark beat Gibraltar 6-0 in Copenhagen. Spain shutting out Malta 7-0. It was Sweden going into Romania in a big game and beating Romania at home 2-0, Bosnia-Herzegovina hosting the Italians, Italy coming away with a 3-0 win. Other Euro qualifying action from Saturday, the Scots went into Cyprus. Each team has been eliminated, but the Scots played with heart and with soul anyway, came away from Cyprus with a 2-1 win. It was Wales going into Azerbaijan and starting out the Azerbaijanis 2-0. It was Slovenia at home, shutting out Latvia 1-0. San Marino gave it a try, but they couldn't come up with anything really positive. Kazakhstan came to San Marino and won 3-1. It was Belgium and Russia playing. Neither one of these teams had lost or tied a game in Euro qualification group stage so far, but the Belgians were better than Russia. They played in St. Petersburg, game 2-1 Belgium. In Northern Ireland, the stadium in Belfast was packed to the rim. The Dutch came in. The Northern Ireland played tough. Holland could not do anything. Game ended in a 0-0 draw, which was a moral victory for Northern Ireland. Germany hosted Belarus at Mönchengladbach. Germany had no problem with Belarus. 4-0, they were the winners. Croatia at home against Slovakia. Croatia winning 3-1. Poland going into Tel Aviv playing Israel. Poland coming away a 2-1 winner, and it was the Austrians at home in Vienna taking on North Macedonia, winning by a score of 2-1. Let's go over Sunday's scores from the, from the uh, group stage of the uh, Euro qualifiers. Uh, Serbia and Ukraine played to a 2-2 tie. Portugal was in Luxembourg and won 2-0. England went to Kosovo, won 4-0. Bulgaria hosted the Czech Republic in Sofia, and in a mild upset, to say the least, Bulgaria shut out the Czech Republic one to nothing. Iceland went to Moldova, won two to one. It was Turkey going to Andorra and winning two nil, and France going to Albania, playing in Tirana, but France came away with a two nothing win. Now Monday in Euro qualifying action, it's going to be Iceland playing Denmark in Reykjavik. Gibraltar will host Switzerland. The Faroe Islands are going to go to Stockholm and play Sweden. Spain will host Romania. Norway is going to go to Malta. Bosnia-Herzegovina is going to go to Liechtenstein. 
Armenia is going to play at Italy, and Greece will be hosting Finland. That's the Monday action. Tuesday, Euro qualifiers find Estonia playing at the Netherlands. Northern Ireland will be traveling to Germany. Wales will be hosting Hungary. Azerbaijan will be traveling to Bratislava to play Slovakia. Slovenia is going to travel to Warsaw to play Poland. The stadium in Riga, Latvia will be filled for sure, as Austria will go to Latvia to play. Israel goes to Skopje to play North Macedonia. Cyprus goes to Brussels to play Belgium. Russia is going to go to San Marino. Talk about David taking on Goliath. Again, Russia going to San Marino. And Kazakhstan is going to travel to Glasgow to take on the Scots. Recapping once again, in the Under-17 World Cup Final, it was Brazil besting Mexico 2-1 on a goal in the 93rd minute by Lazaro Marquez from Santa Clara, the Portuguese division. So Brazil wins the Under-17 World Cup. Congratulations to them. USA wins over Canada by a score of 4-1. Not only did the USA beat Canada, but they made up the deficit that was done by the defeat in Toronto. In other words, Canada won 2 to nothing in Toronto last month, so the USA had to score at least two goals to make up for that deficit in the goal differential column. Not only did they do that, they won it by three goals. So they're up one goal on Canada in that goal differential column. Again, USA beating Canada 4-1. to Fox Sports 1, 7.30 Eastern, Tuesday night. Canada, or rather USA versus Cuba. That's going to be in the Cayman Islands. Tune in for that. It should be a very good game. The USA needs to score at least four to five goals in order to come away from that feeling like they've accomplished what they need to do. Of course, as the USA goes on, then we'll go on to the next round of the Nations League. There will be a redraw, and we'll find out what kind of division we're in here in the next week or so. Thanks for tuning in to Kicks and Dribbles. This is Dan McClay, and please don't let your life have a lot of yellow cards.